0: everyone, welcome to episode 77 of Vague Zone. I'm your host, Thomas.
1: And I am Daniel.
0: And today we're joined by our good friend, Eric Parker. We uh, went to film school together at SF State, so say hello, Eric.
2: How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. So you're, Eric is joining us today in our continuing coverage of the Best Picture nominees for the 94th Annual Academy Awards. So we've run through almost all of them. We have, two, uh, we have four films left, so we're going to talk about two of them today. We're going to talk about... Adam McKay's "Don't Look Up," and we're going to talk about "Denis Villeneuve's", Villeneuve's <laughs> tune from, from both from last year. So, Daniel, would you like to read us the IMDb synopsis for "Don't Look Up"?
1: Sure. So, "Don't Look Up": Two low-level astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. So, Eric, since you are our guest, yeah, why don't you start off by why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Because I feel like this. We, we chose you specifically for this movie uh, and then tell us what you thought of the movie
2: yeah sure um yeah so I, uh, I like you said Thomas um, I'm a filmmaker and um, I went to you know film school with you guys uh, many many years ago um, and uh, we've you know be, we've been working on stuff ever since and um, I've been you know becoming somewhat more of a a bit of a climate activist <laughs> if you will um largely online uh trying to to do more in-person stuff now that um now that it's becoming more possible but um yeah i've you know i've i've like met a ton of uh climate scientists and i've talked to lots of uh climate activists um as well as like community leaders and organizers um Sweet. online so yeah i i've you know i've i've been kind of immersed in the the climate community uh for a bit now but i'm i'm no <laughs> i'm no expert <laughs> let me just yeah. preface that i but this, yeah there are people yeah. that are way more informed uh as you know journalists and communicators than i am but i, I try my best <laughs>
1: yeah um so what did you think of don't look up coming from this you know perspective that you have
2: yeah yeah it was um i, I you know i, I feel like the the best phrase to kind of sum that up is like i felt so seen (laughs) like (laughs) i felt like that was the the uh the sentiment from uh, a lot of people um you know not only on the front lines but like you know scientists and and activists um really following this uh the, the parallels to an actual comet hitting the earth um in terms of you know something that that is existential um that uh that has an impact on you know a lot of people so um the the climate parallels are definitely there and i I was you know i feel like it's it's not so apparent um to some people and i think that really (laughs) i mean you you never know you never know i I think that uh, it it can be in ways um i think you know after you've you've seen the movie you know like oh the the parallels are so clear (laughs) yeah uh, I think it's
1: pretty on the nose yeah
2: yeah the um... I
0: think some some people were like oh this is like a COVID commentary then some people Hmm. were like well what exact what disaster specifically is this uh sort of making a comment on but yeah I think it's it's definitely tying into like just how the public like digest this scientific information and how we just process it and just like on a really grand scale and
2: totally yeah, yeah. yeah yeah, I mean you, you can parallel it with, you know, COVID, uh, with, you know, climate. Um, there's a lot of different um, you know, counterparts to a situation like this. So I think that um, you know, I, I and I was really surprised that all the negative criticism that came uh came their way, because it was it was really interesting. I I was like kind of splintering off from <laughs> like uh the filmmaking community in that regard. But I, you know, looking back on it and, and hearing more critique and criticism, I, I can see where a lot of those arguments hold up. But I think at the end of the day, it, it, was, it was such a great conversation starter, especially the fact that it came out during the holidays uh, last year. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw some stat um, recently that said like, Don't Look Up was the most uh, streamed English language film uh, on Netflix um, yeah, during the end of December. Huge. It was just massive like 111 million hours reviewed so it's doing something you know culturally and uh it's 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 a significant kind of starter uh film to you know more climate storytelling yeah
0: definitely so uh
2: thomas what did you think of don't look up
0: honestly i hated it the first time i saw it i was like not into it um I, I, okay, so all three of us we all friends s of state whatever like yeah yeah, um, yeah. we are all on the same page about like yeah it's like the world is dying the planet is dying the government is doing nothing to help us
2: right exactly yeah
0: and so watching this movie is sort of like it's a little it's sorry when i first watched this movie it felt like i was stepping into an echo chamber a little bit where i was like okay i like adam mckay i like you know sometimes his style is really hit or miss and so I really like the big short I'm not too crazy about Vice but here I think a little more restrained uh, he doesn't break the fourth wall as much there's a a couple of like little gags in the beginning of oh yeah like the planetary defense force Mm -hmm. is a real thing and like those little moments are are, kind of cool but it doesn't go overboard with it totally I think yeah the the cast is great I really love the theme like the big band music like after re-watching I was like fuck this music is really good and every time the needle drops like it, it it's like suspenseful but also like anxiety is like that just the horns coming in it gets me really excited when you know the people are just like rioting on screen I'm like holy shit this is a, re- a weird feeling um yeah I feel like this is kind of like our generation's idiocracy where some people are gonna hate it because it's too obvious and too on the nose some people really love it because let's be face it we're in the stupid era we're in the stupid ages right now and people need to be hit over the head with <laughs> obvious shit but i don't know i think leo screaming and kind of going crazy was just a little too much for me at times so i was like i i don't think that's going to be as helpful for like jimbo job jim uh jim and bob and joe down here who are you know they drink at the Martinez saloon every you know they're you know, they're wearing trump hats and stuff and so leo yelling at them isn't going to be as effective but i think for us i think it's great i think yeah we sort of eat that but i don't know what do you think daniel
1: Uh, yeah, I didn't care for (laughs) (laughs) it. I feel like, um, I don't know, man. Like, I I, I, really, I think it just comes down to, I I didn't think it was that funny. Like, it's a comedy movie and a lot of the jokes didn't land for me. I remember writing down the first joke that landed for me, which was uh, Jonah Hill. So, So there's this scene where, you know, okay, the movie's about a comet coming to destroy the earth and the president and... Uh, forms a plan where okay, we're gonna send a, a rocket up there and we're gonna launch nukes at this comet to uh, send it off course, and so uh, it's this big emotional moment as it feels like this mission is gonna you know be a success. They're they're sending the rocket off and everyone's really excited. Finally, something's being done. Yeah, and Jonah Hill says something along the lines of. Molly just hit timed it perfectly. <laughs> and like <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was the that was the, whole, the first time I laughed during this movie and it was about halfway in. Um so yeah, the comedy just wasn't working for me. I, I feel like this movie so some of the criticisms that have been, you know, thrown at this movie is that it's like it's too on the nose, it feels like it's beating you over the head. I I honestly I think if the comedy worked for me, I wouldn't care about that. Like it, as yeah, long yeah. as I'm having a good time, as long as I'm enjoying the ride, like I don't I don't give a shit if it's a you know, very obvious, uh, allegory. Um, but yeah, the, the comedy just didn't work for me. And, uh, I, I will say, okay, very positive thing I could say about this movie. The ending totally worked for me. Mm. I feel like, uh, the way it's edited, especially, um, we see these sort of like, you know our characters are okay spoiler alert the world fucking ends <laughs> the <laughs> comet successfully destroys the earth but um eh, you know our our characters our characters are like sitting around a dinner table like you know having sort of normal conversations about like the food they're eating and stuff and we get these freeze frames where we kind of capture these expressions yeah, where it yeah. feels like uh it feels like we're bringing to surface what the characters are trying to suppress, which is their fear and their anxiety, <laughs> and we get these little freeze frames as they're talking, and that felt really beautiful to me. Um, I-, I feel like using all of the uh, stock footage of like nature stuff, of you know, just like human society, what is it like the planet Earth footage? Uh, that stuff was fine, but um, it was really those moments, those freeze frames, which. Yeah, like bring to the surface these these fears and anxieties that these people are trying to suppress. That like, to me, it underlines the beauty of you know people confronting extinction. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so yeah, I re- I really love the ending, but the rest of the movie, I just I couldn't vibe with it.
0: I was gonna ask Eric, what is your like, your favorite joke from this movie, or what's like uh, a gag or something in this movie that really sticks out to you?
2: Uh, I think probably the one that keeps coming to mind is um you know the ceo of bash uh correctly predicting that <laughs> meryl streep's <laughs> president orlean would be killed by a bronterock., <laughs> Yeah. and her confused look <laughs> at what a bronterock is you know yeah, um
0: uh, yeah first you <laughs> jump into know, the like- future First viewing, I didn't like it. On the second viewing, I thought that was so hilarious. Like, yeah. I was really into Mark Rylance. I think it also helped that I watched um, Ready Player One, and he's doing oh, something yeah. Yeah. similar in Ready Player One, but here it's a little bit more like, when the girl's like, can I ask a question? And he's like, no. He's <laughs> just, <like>, just, <laughs> just, like, just like, I love that. I think I'm kind of against Daniel in this one. I think this movie is a lot funnier upon second viewing. I was really into it. There's so many great little just like throwaway lines that I really appreciate. One is um, after... Um, Jennifer Lawrence's character I think it's a Kim cam- she has like her breakdown on the rip on like the whole TV show thing uh-huh. and and uh it's like they they cut to the boyfriend's office and like the boyfriend's co is like, hey man my, my brother has bipolar disorder too and I just I just like that it's just like a, a nice little throwaway gag I like that and then um a little bit later on, um, when they're like doing like all all the memes of Kim and like they're just like oh yeah like they're just like <laughs> just mocking her completely and like they're having this group conversation at the the newspaper. And there's like a, a line where Leo isn't on screen but he's just like you know Kate I think that's Photoshop. <laughs> I'm just like I just like I, this his delivery oh, was great. It is really good. Yeah yeah he, he, yeah, he, yeah I, it was such a viral moment. Yeah but like okay, yeah Leo I think he's doing something really interesting here where it's like there are moments where he's going really big and doing the big leo thing that has done better in other movies under better directors but i still think he there's a nice little weird sweet spot where he's like goes from this really unshaven gross scientist to like oh he's like they hooking up with up, yeah. Yeah, yeah hooking up with Kate Blanchett and stuff and right. like making jokes which yeah. okay that was one time a
2: character transformation <laughs> in itself yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> for a while i was like
1: when is i read kate blanchett's name in this movie where where is she because yeah. so i watched the first half of this on a plane like on a little screen um and i was like that kind of looks like kate blanchett but it's not kate blanchett and then i realized later like when I got home and watched it on a TV, I was like, oh, that's been her this whole time. They just kicked her with makeup. Right, and right. She had been,
2: she had been Fox News blondified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was yeah. like, she, in, that was such a great just, character. She's just a fantastic actress and also props to the makeup and, you know. Oh, totally. For, for making that look yeah. nice. Um, yeah.
2: I think I, I really loved, you know, like out of all the, the lines that Leo delivered, um, you know, I think second to it, or tied to that last line that was really poignant when, you know, like, like you guys were saying, they're at the dinner table and he says, uh, we really could have, uh, could have had it all or, or we, yeah, we, we no, really had
1: it all. Didn't we? Yeah. We yeah. really
2: had everything. Didn't we something along those lines? And that was, you know, an amazing line. Um, but you know, the, the stark line that was coming through that, that was sort of, you know, supposed to be speaking, um to to a certain point a very crucial point of like like you know it's bad it's us let's fix this like we can do this type of thing um it was when he was like you know on on air and um and you know the the hosts were trying to like like let's keep it light keep it light (laughs) like no depressing shit yeah exactly so so like during that um he said something uh like like would you please stop uh, being so fucking pleasant. I'm sorry, but not everything needs to be so clever or charming. Uh, and then he, he goes on and he says, what have we uh, What have we done to ourselves? How do we fix it? We should have deflected this comment when we had the fucking chance, but we didn't. Uh, we didn't do it. I don't know why we didn't do it. Uh, and now they're actually firing scientists like me for speaking out, for opposing them. I, I feel like that, like if we would have seen some some scenes of like him going through that, um, that would have really you know brought that line to life even more so um, and I'd be yeah. curious if you know there's some sort of like cutting room floor dialogue because you know Adam McKay is like a genius with you know just having his actors do improv like just on the spot he's he's yeah. very improv- improvisational uh, in that yeah, sense. Yeah we'll give him
0: props for that. Yeah I, mean,
2: I, th- I just think this movie is
0: just more focused on just how society as a whole reacts, and it's not so much interested yeah. in this, the actual science of why this comet is. They sort of, like, skirt over totally. it. Totally. Like, because they know
1: most people can't
2: comprehend that, and, like, the movie, yeah, it totally acknowledges that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it can come off as, you know, belittling to, you know, to people who... Um, the who, movie, or? Uh, just, like, I think going back to what you guys were saying with, um, you know, like, uh, you know, just, like, kind of bashing this like you know pun intended um like (laughs) sentiment (laughs) over the head on like (laughs) on a potential voters and like all that stuff yeah Uh, no absolutely like i I think that it could be taken the wrong way in that sense and i think that um you know like the last thing we want to do is is appear to be like shaming people to like you know care more about the the planet um but you know there's a lot of parallels to like idiocracy with this this movie so um yeah i think Um, it was just kind of like a given that that was you know a core um you know element of like characters in the movie
1: i think one of
2: maybe one of my criticisms of this as like a political
1: piece is like what is the call to action here like it feels like it is really interested in mocking like every part of our culture (laughs) that (laughs) isn't willing to take this problem seriously but what is the call to action like what 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 do people have to do? Uh, and I feel like the movie doesn't really point to anything.
0: Yeah, there's a moment. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, go, go, ahead, go ahead, Thomas. Sorry. <laughs> no, sorry, you're the guest. You're the guest. <laughs> no, 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 no. By all means. <laughs> okay, well, on they go to the conservative talk show. Like, it's like a little bit later into the movie and like, it's um, like Michael Chiklis and like someone else. And like, it's basically like, this is like the Fox News allegory or whatever. Of like, right. we're going to the mm-hmm. conservative side to like sort of cross over the gap or whatever. And like, Michael Chicks, he's like, they're, like, laying into him, be like, Yeah, hey, this is all bullshit, or whatever, you're lying to us. And then, Oglethorpe, a character I feel like they should have... Who I would love to know more about in this movie. Like, I would love to see his, like, world a little bit more, as opposed to him kind of just showing up and kind of just being really dry. As a yeah, like,
2: he was he was a major role. Like, he, you know, he's, like, the, <laughs> the director of uh, that program.
0: Yeah, but I feel like he like could have just been used a little bit more like when they're on that conservative talk show they're like ha- like Michael Trickles gives his line and then Oglethorpe's replies like come on guys let's just grow up here and that was like i feel like his reply could have had so much more like something with it it just felt like a totally. really like weak reply and i was like uh, this movie i think is yeah it's just more concerned with the hysteria and the social media and like how we act as like a hive mind and as like a, a, a just a people and so yeah those smaller moments Ross like what is his world like those things are sort of kind of left to the wayside Mm -hmm.
1: it's also it's also different when it's like climate change is largely a man-made problem and this is like this becomes a man-made problem or like uh, a man-oriented problem when it's like we refuse to knock it off course because we can uh, you know mine it for minerals and stuff like that Yeah, but I don't know so it feels like it, it wants to point the finger but it's not
2: quite it needs to be pointing a knife.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think when, you know, Ron Perlman's character, uh, the astronaut, the lone astronaut as, like, the savior figure blasting off to stop this, you know, this comet, I think when when I saw that mission get diverted, I was like, okay, this is going to end terribly now. <laughs> that, was, that was the, like, chance that they had, you know, with non-corrupted, you know um interests non-corrupted like profiteering interests that that you know mark rylance's yeah. character um peter peter bash were, was, was going for it was in the public good interest yeah
1: no they're yeah. re-election interests it was like we're gonna lose right. the midterms because it's been revealed that we you know have yeah, failed to exactly. act exactly and that's so why we have to act
2: exactly exactly so th- that whole thing got twisted and it's just unfortunate i mean You know, I I think it's really interesting that, um, Adam McKay and, you know, David Sirota, um, you know, the, the creator of the daily poster and Bernie Sanders, uh, campaign manager, uh, and, you know, his like speech writer, um, you know, as- This is why we bring you on because you, you know, this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. No, happy, happy to provide, uh, extra info. Um, (laughs) yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were writing this in like 2018 2019 after the IPCC report came out, you know, the the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change uh, from the UN um was released in 2018 and so Adam McKay uh, largely reacted to that that news with this movie. Gotcha. And um and you know, they were writing it and then and then COVID happened in in 2020 and you know, it was just like reality was becoming more stranger than their fiction that they were coming, coming up with. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was quite the journey to see this happen. And then, you know, all of these like all stars for this film, uh, is, oh, you know, the I'm big pull, stacked. seriously, it's, 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 it's a an ensemble. It's, a, it's, I want to ask, yeah, I want to ask what you, you gentlemen
0: <laughs> think about Timothy Chalamet's performance in this movie.
2: Go ahead, Eric. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Um, yeah, uh, i think i think he was like you know the the punk rebel um also also uh you know very spiritual very religious um character uh to kind of represent you know a millennial take on um or you know like the gen z take yeah i thought on that was this. an interesting choice to make
0: him like a uh like to have him be like oh yeah like i grew up uh evangelical and i don't like don't tell anyone about it i thought that was an interesting detail for him to have
2: yeah yeah like and that that added complexity to his character for sure um and you know he was the only one that seemed to be on uh, kate dibioski's side you know jennifer lawrence's character um when she when when she felt like you know the entire world was you know coming down on her so um so that was cool to see that and uh you know they had a little End of world <laughs> romance at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked Timothy
1: Chalamet in this movie. Uh I've kind of forgot he was in it. Like <laughs> you know, you see you see him in the opening credits and it's like he doesn't show up until pretty late in. Um but yeah, when he shows up, it's a it's I wanna say it's a very different Timothy Chalamet character, but if if anything, it's kinda of close to his Ladybird character. Um but right. Yeah, yeah. But uh I think he got like probably the second laugh out of me that i had in this movie which is (laughs) i don't remember the exact moment but it was just um it was funny to, yeah i don't know it was funny to see timothy chalamet in this playing that kind of character
2: um yeah
1: so i i was happy about it
2: yeah yeah Yeah, he's he's been in a lot of stuff lately he is um he's a very busy very busy actor it is a
1: fucking (laughs) weird cast for this movie (laughs)
2: yeah i'm like tripping that like adam mckay
0: has like this allegiance with like tyler perry and like tyler has has tyler perry show up in his movies i don't know if you guys have seen vice but like uh uh, yeah they have him as colin powell and vice and the makeup just looks awful like it just does not look good (laughs) um but here is i think he's doing a a nice charming thing i think tyler perry is a naturally charming person Mm -hmm. but like yeah just having him be this like talk show host i think is really good casting and then yeah just everyone else um yeah ron perlman as the astronaut um I think we haven't talked about um, Ariana Grande and Kid Cudi being in this movie, um, Oh yeah. which is a really really strange. I think it was a little too much time <laughs> dedicated to that. <laughs> yeah, it's just it just goes to like yeah, social media and celebrities are dumb and we all cap they're opportunists basically. But I, I really like her her line. She's like oh yeah like I have a shooting star on my back. It's just like it's, I don't <laughs> know. Just, it's just, like the way she delivers it is really is really good. And,
2: uh, yeah, uh, th- that was a really good dynamic between them. I felt like you know, uh, you know, letting Ariana Grande improv <laughs> on stage and, you know, singing something like, like, <laughs> like you better like, you know, get your shit together. We're all going to fucking die. And then like, she's singing, you know, <laughs> this like really depressing line was a good, uh, you know, dichotomy, but, um, yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was, a a dark existential drama wrapped up into a dramedy. I felt like it was, that was it
1: like, was, totally a comedy to me it was, it was, <laughs> like, yeah it was very yeah. much
2: comedy like it has um, this uh jonah hill you know <laughs> like him alone all of his you know one-liners um you know talking about uh waiting to assess and then assessing some more Well
0: oh, yeah it's like it's a comedy but the thing that it's drawing comedy from is just so frustrating yeah, like just it sitting a... yeah sitting in a room okay just you did wait for two days (laughs) but here's okay (laughs) so
1: watching this i had when it first started out i had two thoughts the first one was like i feel like it would be refreshing or i would have preferred to have seen a movie that was just from the villain's perspective where it's just like okay we're dealing with this thing we immediately brush aside the scientists who reported it and the whole movie is just about how do we protect our profits? Like how do we mm-hmm. how do we like get reelected? How do we how do we turn this into profits? And it's all from the perspective of the villains. This way we're just completely submerged into this like horrible way of thinking about the world. Like I thought that might be more interesting. But then also thought it might be more interesting to it have this be sort of like a flip on how disaster movies work. So it feels more like a disaster movie in the way that it unfolds, but it's just about a complete uh, a a failure to act and which, you know, it's kind of what this is doing, but it's, this is more, way more of a comedy. Um, and then thinking about that approach, what it reminded me of was Shin Godzilla, which (laughs) I think is the better movie, uh, (laughs) which is about, you know, failure to act on a disaster. Um, yeah it's not attacking capitalism it's it's only attacking bureaucracy Mm -hmm. and like the tangles of everything but i don't know i think this comedic approach it yeah like i i had a hard time watching this i did not enjoy this
2: interesting
0: okay no i feel like the first time i watched it i hated it i was not into it and it was like a chore to get to but the second time i was just way more into it for yeah, some, maybe you for have some to like yeah. learn
1: what that vibe is gonna be and then once you sit down you can just like totally it, and it's an easier time swallowing it um but like watching i've only watched it once and i cannot believe that this is nominated for best picture like that is absurd
0: to me. wow uh, yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of in the same boat. I, I feel like The French Dispatch is a much stronger I, yeah. movie. like French Dispatch <laughs> came
1: out this year. The Green Knight came out this year. There were, there uh, were a Titania lot of amazing
2: year. you know movies coming out uh, simultaneously as well. No, Daniel, I was going to say I, I completely agree with you on like this was flipping the script on the disaster, you know, movie scenario. Um, but it, it's interesting that you and I are both walking away from this, you know, this one example of that with different perspectives but but i do i do agree that like you know we've we've seen you know time and time again all these like you know disaster films some of them really great sci-fi some of them really you know great thrilling adventure films but um but they they usually end with a happy ending they usually end you know happily and they're very triumphant and dramatic and i think that 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 element was was missing in some regards from this movie and so it was being played more like a, you know, like a jovial kind of gallows humor comedy. Um, and so I think if you go into it expecting that, then it'll be a better experience, but I can see going into it thinking that it's going to be this, like this epic, you know, dramatic, really dramatic movie. Um,
1: I mean, I wasn't expecting a dramatic movie. Like
2: I knew that this was going
1: to be a satire, uh, people were calling it like the doctor strange love of our day. And I, I knew yeah. going into this, I was like, yeah, that's not exactly. Gonna happen. <laughs> like, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to set my expectations there. Cause there's no way that's right.
2: It's a high bar.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but like, when we get the scene of Leo, like losing his shit on TV, like it feels like that's this movie trying to have like the Howard Beale network moment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. And we walk away from this movie, not saying, Oh, it's like the network of our day. We walk away saying it's like idiocracy. Um, And I would have liked to have seen the network version of this Mm -hmm. because, you know, Thomas, you said this, like the, the idiocracy of our generation. I think the idiocracy of our generation is idiocracy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like that movie was 2006, like not, not too long ago. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, I I just, I I feel like this could have been more effective as a piece of satire. Okay.
0: Um, I agree.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think that this film is I think it's resonating with a lot of audiences in the way it is, is because it's it's one, you know, got an all-star cast. Two, it's extremely existential. Um, but yeah, there you know, there have been, you know, a differing of, of opinions from this.
1: And maybe there is this feeling that it's like, it's a necessity. Like we need a yeah. movie to talk about this stuff.
2: You know, it totally, totally. Okay. It's a good conversation starter, um, you know, to get into you know, uh, protecting the livable earth. (laughs) But I feel like
1: at least with a lot of the conversations, a lot of the division I'm seeing about this movie comes mm -hmm. down to not about, we're no longer having a conversation about climate change. We're having a conversation about like, is it effective satire? And like, we're talking about the movie. We're not talking about the subject matter.
2: Um, No, no, totally. Totally. It it can, it can become defeatist. And in that sense, um, I was going to say, Uh, Dan, if you uh, if you're a fan of succession, I feel like this, uh, (laughs) you know, this next like evolution of uh, Adam McKay's don't look up, uh, you know, storyline, like maybe, you know, it'd be like a prequel of like, you know, the corruption within, you know, the bash organization, the bash corporation.
1: Here's here's the thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I watched the first episode of succession. I hated the way it was shot like i hated the like office style like i like i i can tell that the character is upset by the performance i don't need (laughs) three zoom-ins on their face to (laughs) underline that they're uncomfortable um so it's like that drove me fucking crazy I i couldn't watch episode two and i know people love that show i have so many yeah. friends who are like raving about that show oh it's amazing I, I know i've heard and it, i just can't bring myself it I, will i think i think, it, I think it, it will it will get it better the, the way it was shot annoyed the fuck out of me. yeah <laughs> i it will tried. get better as you as you go along
0: yeah. I, I think I tapped out around, like, episode four on that show. Like, I, I really tried. Like, I, <laughs> like I, I really tried to get into it, um, unfortunately. Um, but I, I think Winning Time is really good. That's uh, the first episode directed by Adam McKay. But I'll talk more about that later. Yeah, it's weird. Like, when I first watched Don't Look Up, like, I hated it the entire way. But then the second time, I was, like, smoked a little bit. When uh-huh. I watched it, I was like, this is, like, a, like this movie is really funny. I, like, yeah. just was totally looking at it in a just completely different perspective yeah yeah Yeah.
2: totally that's a trip totally yeah i think and you know i think um even you know the the director and some of the actors have said this in interviews they're like like this is by no means you know the perfect climate movie like it it offered no climate solutions (laughs) other than like you know like don't trust political and and corporate corruption (laughs) like vote better yeah that was like the takeaway so and that's right. so sad
1: like it can't just be vote better <laughs> like okay so i went and saw there, York. there yeah oh I go, went and go, saw ahead. York. go ahead <laughs> yeah. yeah and part and like the whole thing was about the whole show was about like protecting the earth basically but like there was a sort of an intermission like, like she exited the stage and before she came on for her encore a projection of greta greta thurn thornberg Tunberg 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 Yeah yeah Thunberg. that's the, the Swedish pronunciation yeah <laughs> Of course but I Greta know. came up a yeah. projection of her just her giant face on the stage and she was talking about how like uh basically without saying it she was basically saying like we need a violent revolution <laughs> like like we are not going to we cannot rely on these people to come up with solutions for us like we need to uh you know find an alternate means of operating because the current means of operating have got us nowhere. Um, and like at the time I was like, this is really fucking weird that like Greta's huge faces like big projected here. And now, th- yeah. and then she's just like, and now enjoy the rest of York. Like, <laughs> but that was so much, that was so much more effective and so much more biting and sharp. Mm-hmm. than don't look up. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, we need some, that's what we need is we need someone telling people like get pissed off and go fucking do something uh sabotage (laughs) like sabotage a pipeline like do whatever you gotta do (laughs) like get arrested how long does trouble last you know um yeah so i would have preferred some more extreme calls something
2: something yeah something really you know striking and flashing um yeah i mean i i i'm you know, I'm all for like, you know, protesting and like disrupting, you know, n- business as usual. If stop, if stop if eating needs to, meat, needs to start eating Peace. CEOs. That's <laughs> exactly. how you'll really reduce your. Peacefully, peacefully <laughs> eating CEO. No, uh, no, I I think like, uh, I I feel like the 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 overarching. Um, theme in the climate community for all of this is we need 1 billion climate activists. We really need like, you know, like a lot of people to really show up and say, like, let's go faster. And, you know, this is public funds. Like this is, this is our tax dollars. This is like, you know, funding from, from everyone. And this is like our planet. So I think at the end of the day, you just need to just get as many voices going all in tandem saying like, okay, like let's, let's revolutionize agriculture and, you know, have cover crops and like, you know, more carbon drawdown. Let's have like, you know, seaweed gardens, like 3d seaweed gardens. And, you know, let's electrify the grid. Let's, let's electrify all these houses. Um, which is really interesting right now with like, you know, what's going on overseas with, uh, with Ukraine and Russia. Um, there's a big push right now, uh, from from the climate community from like Bill McKibben from 350.org for heat pumps uh to be sent like manufactured and sent to Europe um to you know to replace you know uh oil that's coming from from russia so it's it's hmm. there's so many solutions that are multifaceted, and they can all be funded you know in mass if we have a lot of voices yeah if there's you know idea. calling for this so so yeah i mean greta's face at a bjork concert <laughs> will 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 uh, it, like inspire that climate action um <laughs> and hopefully you know more more climate movies like um don't look up also do the same thing so
0: all right shall we move on to dune uh, yeah. I will read the IMDB synopsis for this Dune in 2021 by Denis Villeneuve feature adaptation of Frank Herbert's science fiction novel about the son of a noble family entrusted with the protection of the most valuable asset and most vital element in the galaxy, which is, is spice. spice. That's not in the, <laughs> in the thing, but it that's spice. But yeah. Uh, what did you guys, uh, well, oh, sorry, Eric, what did you think of Dune?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, uh, you know the the connection from don't look up Timothy Chalamet uh, now <laughs> now in the lead role uh, of Dune 2021. Um, I loved this movie uh, in so many ways. I thought Same. it was <laughs> amazing and epic in scope. Um, the the visuals, the soundtrack, uh, just everything. Um, yeah, like I just thought that all around um, Denny Villeneuve and you know his cast and crew just. Just like showed up with their best um in in all regards so yeah uh I, I, there's a lot to unpack though <laughs> and and you know i i uh i um i'm i apologize if i don't get some pronunciations correct or <laughs> some the worst at this no
0: go
1: ahead
2: oh cool <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, big so. zone baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i loved it it was great uh yeah i
1: like a lot of people really loved this movie. I was seeing people kind of like screaming its praises uh, into the heavens. It felt like, (laughs) Um, but I kind of walked away just being like, yeah, it was good. It was a solid movie. (laughs) Like, um, you know, I I, watching licorice pizza. I was super excited about some of the stuff (laughs) that was happening in that movie. And watching this, I'm just like, yeah, this is it's really good. It's shot really well. I like all the costumes. I think they're beautiful. Everyone looks incredible in this movie. <laughs> uh, Rebecca Ferguson's here, so sure, ten. <laughs> uh, but uh She's but, yeah, sandwalking. Like like the like <laughs> my okay, the, like I don't have any major criticism. Like the one criticism I have with this movie is that the there's like a betrayal that happens uh, a bit of the ways into this movie. And it just feels like it's not really telegraphed at all uh the information that we get when it is revealed to us that this betrayal has happened feels like we're being hit with new information um that might have been helpful to have some sort of you know hint of or prior to the movie um So like, yeah, the betrayal is handled a little weird. And then obviously the movie it's a part one. It, it lays that out right at the very beginning of the movie that this is a part (laughs) one. So it doesn't have a solid conclusion. So it's like hard to judge, like if what is being set up here, if, if, if the payoffs uh, will work, if there is like, is this satisfying? I don't know yet because it's not, it's (laughs) not over. Uh, So, so yeah, it's like, it's a very hard movie to like review. Um, but, like, what I got here, I'm, I'm totally happy with, and I'm, I'm ready to see the next one. Just, like, bring me the next one. I hope it's even better. Um, Thomas, what about you?
0: Yeah, I'm one of those people that, like, loves this movie unabashedly. My buddy Sam, um, we were... Like, I was in Korea when this movie was being released, and so I was just, like texting him just like yo i'm so excited for this movie literally sent him a facetime video the second i walked out of the theater because like, <laughs> i saw it like a day before it came out in the u.s so i was just like it's amazing it's great it's fucking awesome it's the best fucking movie uh, yeah this movie makes me feel like a kid again honestly this is kind of like what i wanted the new star wars mm-hmm. uh, trilogy to be i know that it's not easy to compare them to two very different things but if we're talking well, about like star wars is big... better
1: because it has muppets Sorry.
0: <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, and it was talking about like it was inspired big... a little <laughs> yeah if we're talking about like big sci-fi pieces like star wars is like one of the most iconic uh, ips of all time one of the most cherished movies franchises of all time totally. and like them bringing back like that the sequel trilogy what it had so much weighing on it and so much like pressure on it and it it's mixed it's very mixed yeah. i don't even want to they get into it, it. <laughs> this, this is so much more what i wanted it's like we have a beautiful long like it's gorgeously shot it's just like it has like that just massive scale to it like when the first ship is like flying over um uh, i think it's a rockets or whatever it's just like it's just just, the size of the ship it's just like almost unfathomable there's even smaller ships coming out of it and yeah it's like the production design the costumes are just like all fantastic and yeah i think this is like i said daniel said it is a little tricky to review this because it is mostly set up but as far as like what the setup is i think it's a really great like we build up all of this mythology and all of this stuff and then it just gets torn down and we just send paul into the desert and i just really love that it starts off really big you know we've got like uh oscar isaac doing like you know putting this ring on the, the seal and it's like people coming in and like just like this this really grand like changing of the guard essentially of him going to um uh, is it arrakis I think it's arrakiss
2: yeah um yeah going from a uh, Caledon to uh, arrakis yes yeah, yeah. Going from
0: Caledon to arrakis and I no. just love that transition of going from like this like blue lush like s- smaller plants to like this just massive just desolate <laughs> wasteland and yeah I think there's just so many things about this movie that I could like go crazy about like I think the editing is really interesting it's very fluid in ways where we're, you know there's like a lots of um like flash forwards and uh, cryptic information being given, like the like in the Java scene, where like like he's like freaking out, like essentially with his hand inside of this box, mm-hmm. and I don't know, just I, I just love yeah, that and the scene. needle, the needle, has really <laughs>
1: really well edited scene too. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I
0: think the editing in this movie is
1: great. Like throughout yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah it's like when he like walks in and then he's like still there and then she does the voice and he like slides over and he's like on his knees like there's just so many like just things where it just you you feel like what it's like to be in this world and you like it just feels so much more tangible and it's just like i don't know even though it is like it is really big and it's like a lot of setup uh, i i really just love everything about like how they present it and um I don't I'm I'm all for it. I would want to ask you guys what do you think about the criticism that the acting is uh flat or Hell wooden no. in this movie? I,
1: wouldn't, I I absolutely disagree with that. So like I was um yeah, when I was rewatching it, I uh, I was watching the scene where they first see the sandworms and yeah. like they're like in their little dragonfly ship and like they're looking out over the horizon. And I was thinking to myself, I know they're not looking at sandworms, <laughs> these actors. <laughs> like, they're just sitting in a little box. Like, what what is happening on set? Like, what are they being told? What is going through these actors' heads to, like, put them in this place? Because watching the scene, like, this is, like, my third rewatch or whatever. Like, watching the scene, I'm think on my third rewatch, I'm thinking about this. But I've never thought about this before because I'm totally convinced and I'm totally in it. And, like, I'm paying attention to how... It's edited just, like, the little cuts of just, like, someone's face scanning the horizon. Or someone, like, their eyes looking at this worm and they don't avert to any direction. Like, they're completely fixated on it. And, yeah, yeah, just, like, focusing on this one scene and the performances in this one scene, I was totally into it. And so I think that criticism is probably coming from the fact that there's not a whole lot of humor in this movie. There's not a whole lot of, like, fun personality. It's very... Uh, you know, you talk about this feeling lived in Like, Star Wars has Like, a big part of what pe- people appreciate about Star Wars Has this lived in feeling But this is a lived in feeling Where everything is ironed <laughs> Like, yeah. like everything has like Corners and hard edges and, It's super uh, regal mm-hmm.
0: and super yeah. Like, yeah, official <laughs> Like, things can
1: still be dirty, but like There's a, uh, the lines are straight I don't know, there's something about it Where it's It's not like star wars is a different kind of lived in like it's a person rolling through the dirt versus this person marching through the dirt yeah no it's like
0: this movement i realized like oh i'm like becoming older because yeah running around with r2 and like, oh there's a the millennium Fal- millennium falcon that just doesn't do it for me but like this like what's like, inside ooh, the box worms and dragonflies <laughs> <laughs> like i'm here <laughs> yeah i was gonna say my favorite line in this movie is when they're like talking and um uh, it's like the one of the ladies, she's like, Our plans are measured in centuries. And I just like, just love just like the weight of that. It's just yeah. like, There's a just, history just, to everything. There's just so much good shit. Yeah. And um, I, I also want to mention, because we were talking about like um this, like how we sort of saw it. Um, yeah. So I saw this in Korea and I was like really hyped on it. But saw that for the second time, I saw it with my dad in Walnut Creek. And there were like girls taking selfies in, in like the front row, like, like watching all the movies playing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it was just so bizarre. But so but this watch I put it on the projector in my room and it's just like breathtaking. It's just such a gorgeous movie. And nice. I, re- I recommend if you can watch this on the biggest screen possible, you guys or our listeners, I highly, highly recommend it because it just takes it to a whole nother
2: level. It's, it's absolutely immersive. Uh, I felt yeah, like, yeah. um, you know, uh, we, and like, I feel like watching this kind of immersive landscape and world around this character. That's like, you know, not as sure of himself in the beginning, but like he's in a very high up role. And then, like you said, Daniel, just kind of watching him just like crumble away and like kind of, you know, become stripped of everything that he's, he's familiar with and used to into, you know, joining this other culture, uh, the, the, like the Fremen. And um, I mean, that, that was like, you know, probably one of the most extreme, like character arc transformations I've seen um, on film um and you know i i was I, I was like wondering like you know how that how that journey compared to the 1984 version um you know the david lynch version and um yeah. i think you know there's there's more like de- deliberation and there's there's a little more um you know forewarning of what's about to come where you know with with this one it was just kind of like you know this information happens or the, this thing happens and then Um, You know, now that these characters have to deal with these things. But um, yeah, it was just, you know, like, yeah, Caledon was just like this like forest world. And, um, you know, watching that ship kind of land in and uh, and uh, just, yeah, everything about this film was, you know, breathtaking.
0: I just love the shots of
2: like Paul's
0: hand, like in the like going under the water to like just grab the sand and just like just just feeling like the planet just like just shit just like really resonates with me it's like this the tangible feeling of what it's like to be like in these places and what daniel you got something i was
1: gonna say what do people think of the score
0: oh i i, I like it a lot I, um yeah um it feels like very grand without being like too barren or too like cliche there's been like criticism of the the Batman score then, uh, uh, in that movie oh, kind of, yeah. people are like the whole meme is like oh I was like they're just using two notes the entire time and I feel like it's easy to like make fun of like a really big like epic sounding soundtrack like the inception thing like oh it's just like the bomb like, you know it's, yeah. like, it's it's very easy to be like, oh it's just loud bassy kind of shit but i think here it's really it's elegant. Yeah. I think, yeah yeah it's like and i think yeah great way to put it yeah yeah i think here is really elegant i think it's it uplifts the film in a really nice way yeah it's like
2: i've had yeah, I, I love it i've had a herald of the change like on repeat or like non-stop <laughs> um it's like the second track from from the the soundtrack and it's like an inspiration for screenwriting so I highly yes. recommend that track <laughs> um, shout out there, to Hans if he's listening
1: I know so like he's
2: a big fan of the show yeah. oh, oh perfect
1: <laughs> I was uh an, on a, initially I was like a pretty I was like fine with the score like there are moments I like all the vocal stuff which I feel like
2: mm-hmm. maybe a lot of people were
1: turned off to
2: but um really moments... raw really like really raw of vocal emotions yeah like it, you it's know like yelling very... but it's like on pitch and it's like
1: uh, i don't even know how to describe it yeah it's just like, like <laughs> the motion that i amazing. my amazing <laughs> right now yeah <laughs> yeah it
2: goes from your back to your
1: chest yeah <laughs> full body um, experience <laughs> but like there are moments in this which are like we get cheesy hans zimmer where mm. uh, i'm trying i don't i'm trying to
2: think of like like the holiday <laughs> on Zimmer, like, like lighthearted. Moment,
1: like I'm trying to think of like what is that's even happening stuff. in the movie. It, I, it's a it's a montage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's when they're leaving their planet to the new to go to the new planet. But like we get this sort of sh- a track that's a little cheesier. Where like I said on the on my most recent rewatch, I just had this on the background while I was working, and so at a certain point, all I'm hearing is the music because there's no dialogue and this is like a montage, and I was like, what the. F- fuck is happening like <laughs> what is this music that i'm listening to uh and it's like sometimes han zimmer gets a little cheese and i feel like there are little dips w- in this okay in this i want to hear this track daniel i gotta fi- i gotta figure out what the track yeah. is yeah
2: because i'm like are you are you talking about like the you know the deep vocal no there's singing no like the throat singing there's no, no
0: I, I, I know what you're talking about okay yeah. it's like when they're all leaving it gets yeah it it i see what you're saying
2: but okay yeah,
0: I think it might it be the, it, it might this, be but... the track <laughs> leaving <Calvin. laughs> okay
2: yeah yeah maybe like to his his um defense and you know amazingness hans will like throw in you know like a a random track like a, a frank sinatra track during like you know blade runner 2049 to like kind of mix it up between i mean, i don't know if that was know. his
1: idea i feel like that was probably Denis News idea
2: that's true that's true that was that was probably a uh a producer um, edition. I wanna ask um what do you guys think about Oscar
0: Isaac in this movie?
2: Uh
1: I wish I got to see
2: more of him in this movie. That's what I would say. <laughs> yeah, I I would actually agree with Daniel. Um I think you know, I think that's like my biggest critique on any movie is like, you know, I I wish Not to enough see... Oscar Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> in every movie going forward, not enough. You know, Citizen Kane,
1: people say it's a
2: masterpiece, but <laughs> I didn't see Oscar Isaac in that. So yeah, that's, that's the uh, that's the bar right there.
0: Yeah, I see, like, bringing up Star Wars, but, like, uh, there's clearly a connection because Oscar Isaac is Poe, and he's, like, very much like, oh, we want him to be, like, our Han Solo kind of in that trilogy, but here he's doing something very different. He's, like, being, like, the, the matriarch, uh, yeah, wait, no, patriarch of the family, mm-hmm. um, and I fucking absolutely love the line... Um, there's the uh, the whole great thing, in the exchange where he's like, even if you don't want to live up to this, you'll still be my son. Yeah. Like that's a really great exchange. But um, I, I wrote it down. Um, after they try to kill Paul and the like, the security guy tries to resign. He's like, oh, I'll resign. I'm so sorry about this. He's like, you want absolution? Go catch some spies. <laughs> I think like, that line alone has like so much more like it's so much more badassery than like anything that Poe said. <laughs> like you know, I'm sorry to like bash Star Wars continuously, no, but it's like fine. yeah, it's like just like. <laughs>
2: Damn, Lucas it's like, it's is used like,
0: to it. He's yeah, yeah. he's heard everything. <laughs> yeah, I just like really love Oscar Isaac in this movie. And it's unfortunate that he gets killed in it, but I think even that like death scene is like yeah, yeah, badass. Like, like, like in the bath with well. the
2: bullhorns, you know, the, the bullhorn <laughs> yeah. head yeah, like yeah, yeah. up top, you know, like you know, hearkening back to his father and the, mm-hmm. like the whole theme of this, like, you know, it's coming of age, like, you know, following your father's footsteps and you know, like being yeah. a man and you know, masculinity. Like, what does all all that stuff mean?
0: Harkening back to the harkenings, maybe. Ah. Uh, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> Just want to ask, what do you guys think of the, like the design of um, like the, uh, the villain of uh, *Stellan Skarkar's, uh Vladimir, the Baron? What do you guys think of him? He's like, oh my god, so
2: fucking cool, <laughs> so menacing and so haunting. <laughs> and you know, I, I I really liked the um, you know, the Marlon Brando yeah, reference uh, to *Apocalypse Now*. And I noticed yeah. um. You know I, I i didn't notice that wow that's really I, that's great yeah no 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 no. i i it's I did really not yeah know, it's, it's in there and it's like it's interesting how like his hand moves the no, opposite direction yeah it moved the opposite direction as you know um that's marlon brando awesome. did that's so it, awesome yeah it yeah, was like so almost cool. like an echo like a, a callback to that that was really that's cool
1: dope. Yeah. I also like David Dasmalchian as like one of their little cronies. Yeah, I love yeah. I love the villains in this movie. I love that they have like a weird spider pet with human hands. <laughs> yeah. I love the throat singing and like the yeah, draining yeah. of blood. Yeah. Like, uh, did you ever watch um, Jodorowsky's Dune? Uh, I it?
2: think I think I it was a documentary, was a documentary right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I so, did a while Alejandro
1: ago. Alejandro Jodorowsky, director of El Topo and The Holy Mountains like he was at one point supposed to adapt dune and i'm pretty sure if i remember correctly he never read dune uh but like so like he had like other people read dune and just like describe it to him <laughs> and like um but like he had he had like incredible plans for it like he yeah. he like casted Mick jagger in a role he had like oh, i a, forgot about that i think yeah. he had pink floyd uh compose all he was gonna have pink floyd compose all of the music for the for the villains maybe and like he would have like different art directors for like the different you know it was groups of it was people, psychedelic and colorful bands. i remember
2: seeing all of like the you know the reference imagery for this yeah villains? he would have Who's like different
1: there? bands and composers do the music for all of the different groups of people and like wild. uh
2: yeah <laughs> like
1: i the story about him casting Mick Jagger is that they were like both at a party and that they just like locked eyes from across the room, <laughs> and then they walked up to each other, and he was like, "I want to put you in my movie." And McDonalds was like, "Yeah, okay." It's <laughs> uh, yeah. amazing. And like so, there's all there was all this like artwork that was produced, uh, concept art that was produced for the movie, and then the movie just never got made. And a, a lot shame. of that concept art ended up being reused for other things, such as like aliens, <laughs> like the aliens. Yeah. Right. Um, and Star a Wars lot of those too. designs. Yeah. I think maybe some yeah. of the designs were used for Star Wars. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the, I think it predated Star Wars. Yeah. Jodorowsky's yeah,
2: version yeah. of Yeah. I think <laughs> like just the desert planet concept <laughs> was like, was like loosely. Well, I mean, that's the I,
1: book, but yeah. Yeah. I but mean, like, yeah. I, I like one of the points they make is like, imagine that Jodorowsky actually got to make Dune, like it may, like make this wild idea he had. And imagine that it had the impact on our culture that star wars had like what would cinema look like today (laughs) yeah yeah so sorry that's totally unrelated to the dune we're reviewing no
2: no by all (laughs) means dan (laughs) yeah Yeah. no i i think um i think that would have been you know a very uh colorful and psychedelic and trippy universe of you know subsequent sci-fi to you know kind of grow off of that but but yeah, I do think what this movie does
1: well, like, tying it back to Jodorowsky's Dune, is that it is giving us this contrast of these different cultures, and it is like, building them out in a pretty, uh... I don't know, like, Thomas, you use the word you use the phrase lived-in to describe, like, how this movie feels, and I think a large part of this is it feels like it's giving history to everything. Um... Yeah, yeah. Like, when mm-hmm. she holds the little knife up against his neck, and he puts his hand in the box, like, the box feels like it has history the knife feels yeah. like it has history um
0: these aren't things that are coming out of nowhere you know yeah absolutely uh there's another great line i wrote down um i forget who says it i think it's uh might be josh brolin's character or someone else but they uh someone's like don't do this sun falls soon oh i think it's uh jace momoa's and then he says the sun will witness his death i thought that was hmm fucking badass. There's a lot of badass in <laughs> this movie. I would love um, to hear yeah. an audio commentary uh, from
1: you on this movie. <laughs> you have, like, all the shit you think is <laughs> Like, play-by-play.
0: Awesome. Play. <laughs> so, yeah. fun fact. I actually... There was a brief moment when I was unemployed back in the day, and I was like, I don't know what i'm going to do with my life i need to find the thing and i was like i'm going to do audio commentaries without permission yeah and so the first one i chose was it's a wonderful life and i don't know if i still have it but i did an entire commentary for it's a wonderful life from beginning We got to post that shit (laughs) it might not exist but i gotta hear that it might be like on a garage band or like on a hard drive somewhere but we should figure out what our
1: favorite movies are and then just like record some of those is like bonus episodes or something yeah i'd be down yeah
0: because there's some movies where i
2: feel like yeah a little 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 spice vague zone the extra files (laughs) yeah yeah i uh you know one thing that i i found out about you know uh, like this whole uh this whole story from you know researching you know frank herbert was uh that he was he was inspired by the sand dunes in oregon in florence oregon um, he was like, you know, put on assignment for some, you know, magazine article uh, talking about the sand dunes. And he just, he actually like did so much research for this that he just abandoned the actual article. He never wrote the article. <laughs> and then he just like wrote Dune. Like I will now live amongst the dunes. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's crazy. And so. the world was <laughs> yeah Yeah. So,
1: sci-fi. Like,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. All right. What have you been? I think that might be it for Dune. Any other final thoughts? Get on Dune.
2: Um, yeah, I feel like we, you know, there's there's a lot more. <laughs> I feel like I have a lot in my notes, but it, we we kind of went over all of this, and you know, it's just it's just so epic in scope how it explores, um, you know, religion, politics, um, human evolution, planetary science, and and ecology, and um, you know the spice melange <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and uh how it, it's all connected yeah. so yeah I I, well. I I really loved it and I, you know i i need to you know re-watch it a few more times and and maybe watch the the david lynch one again yeah, um
1: i had a hard time with that lynch one man <laughs> i fell asleep
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun one yeah it's uh it's a goofy one but uh yeah it's 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 some of the best camp out there, honestly. <laughs>
1: All right. Um, so, yeah, next segment. Eric, what have you been watching lately?
2: What have I been watching lately? So um, I have been watching a lot of Star Trek The Next Generation. And okay. <laughs> uh, I'm, actually, I'm actually in the last season right now. Um really excited to move on to, you know, generations and uh eventually picard and I, I might i might uh watch ds9 and picard in tandem but uh oh wow yeah i'm <laughs> i might i might embark on that but uh yeah i've been watching tng uh with my housemate and um we're almost done so how many seasons are there uh seven i believe yeah, oh, seven or eight yeah yeah that it's much. that's a lot <laughs> but 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 it's also hey, in, it's also 90s tv format in which every season has like 20 you know, episodes, 30 right? 30 for, episodes for sure. yeah 25 fair, 26 episodes. Fair enough, fair enough. are they hour but long they're yeah almost they're yeah, like 50 minutes that's 45 ridiculous. minutes <laughs> yeah okay, but okay. No, it's, right. it's been a lot I, I it's I been retract a lot of fun it's taken us a while yeah, they
0: were doing like syndication shit yeah, like 20 epi- 20 episode seasons yeah that's that's intense yeah
2: yeah exactly so it's um no it's been a lot of fun you know following the adventures of picard and you know uh counselor troy and um Bavale <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and you know like data and Worf <laughs> and geordie and you know The whole gang, the whole space gang. So, (laughs) just keep listing characters. (laughs) Just gonna keep listing.
0: (laughs) Well, I've been like living with
2: these characters for the past like two years (laughs) through the pandemic, so they're they're top of mind.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah, when you like binge a show, you basically I start calling these these actors by their character names.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's been a lot of fun. Highly recommend TNG to anybody. You know, going back. For a second time or you know getting into star trek for the first time would you say it's better than the original series i would probably say yes even though i haven't seen all of the original series yeah. so it's i'm biased and it's you know a half an opinion but uh they were yeah, iterating it, on it you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no it, it, t- tos is some some classic star trek but um yeah tng uh, has found a place in, in my heart. So, so <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And then, you know, other than that, um, I, I you know, I, I just binged uh, all of succession a couple weeks ago. That was a fun and intense ride <laughs> through, uh, you know, the corruption of, uh, you know, some of corporate America. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, highly recommend succession, uh, another Adam McKay series. Um, and, uh, Yeah. I I think, you know, to wrap up my last recommendation, I'd say, um, you know, for climate solutions, if anybody's interested, uh, check out uh, the documentary called 2040. Um, It's um, this documentary um, that uh, is by this Australian uh, documentarian. And uh, he basically, you know, explores all the solutions and kind of, you know, puts it into the form of, you know, a, a letter to his future, to his, his daughter in the future, um, oh, cool. you know, what she would be experiencing in 20 years. So um, yeah, highly recommend that if anybody wants to look into, you know, the best of climate solutions today. Yeah, awesome. Yeah.
1: Thomas, what about you?
0: Um, this week? Yeah, I mentioned uh, winning time because we talked about Adam McKay a bit. And yeah, like when I was watching Winnie Time, like I was like really, really excited to watch this show. Not like I have a friend that works on the show. That was another addition to the excitement. I was like, Oh shit, I got a friend that worked on the show, and I am fucking gonna be so supportive of this TV show. And I just turned it on and John C. Riley like breaks the fourth wall immediately, and I was just like, No, i, was like, no. I was like I can't I can't do a fourth wall breaking, like tongue-in-cheek winking at the camera TV show. Like I just can't do it. And the whole the episode is like really good. There's this weird thing where there's like there'll be a scene and some of the shots will like be like on film and then some of them will be on digital, like kind of converted and there's like a weird messy thing Mm -hmm. but it I think it's easy to sort of ignore the style things and just appreciate the story it's just about the Lakers Showtime era in like the late 70s and the 80s and it's just like this incredible time when Magic Johnson is playing with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and they're just like just winning a ton and ton of basketball games and the casting is really great John C. Riley is awesome and Yeah, Um, the second episode is directed by Jonah Hill, and it's way more like restrained and not as there's not as much fourth wall breaking, and it's just like this is it's just fantastic. I highly recommend Winning Time. Um, That was one thing I did. Also, I watched uh, Turning Red this week. I don't know if you gentlemen watched that movie. Oh, it it is. Yeah, it's it's a good time. We're not, not, none of us are like in the target demographic of the movie. It's for like teenage girls, young girls. But basically, I think it is very much worth a watch it, Like the animation's great the uh like the fur on like the red panda just like looks so good and like realistic and yeah they, it's set in 2002 toronto and there's like lots of references to boy bands and just like just teenage stuff and it's just a lot of fun it's just a really really good movie i, I really enjoyed it um uh and the last thing i want to mention uh just a little elden ring update for Dan. <laughs> something happened to me that was like super fucking weird that i don't think I, I don't know if anyone else has experienced this i haven't read about it online i haven't did, like research too much but essentially this is what happened i was talking to my friend and he's like oh yeah our uh another, uh, party C, another friend of ours just started playing Elden Ring and they really enjoying. it. They're like, they're loving it. And I'm like, Oh, cool. Like what has been their experience so far? And he said, Oh, they accidentally killed a merchant on, like, on accident. Oh, like, like, yeah. it, like, it's like, and they were like really bummed out about that. And I was like, Oh, that's weird. And I put on Elden Ring and I go to a merchant and the merchant says, Hey, someone has been ki- like, has been killing our brethren. And I was like, that's really strange that the merchant <laughs> would tell me about, like, because so, like, I hadn't killed any merchants in the game, but, like, a friend of mine did. And, like, I was I was like, is this, like, a ghost? Like, what the fuck is going on? I, I was just like, this is, like, so weird. Like, that, that this happened in the game. And I was just like, this is just such a strange moment. And I don't know, Daniel, if you, if you experienced I, anything like that.
1: I think I have met a merchant who said that, so I don't think it's okay. related. <laughs> it okay. would be incredible like... <laughs> if it was, if it was, like, a Psycho Manus thing from...
0: Um, yeah that would have been like really crazy of like oh yeah or it's all online you know so it's all connected so they it's not completely out of the realm of possibility for something like that to happen but i was really stoned i was really scared (laughs) for a moment i was like is my ps5 talking to my friend's ps5 like they're communicating with each other i'm scared (laughs) and so yeah that that was it um i I uh,
1: almost had a merchant die on me the other day where like i like went up to talk to a merchant And then out of nowhere, this, like, knight on a horse, like, a boss battle, like, arrives and just starts attacking me, but misses me, hits the merchant. And then, like, I, like, run away thinking I can, like, lure him away from the merchant. And then he just continues to beat on the merchant. And I was like, fuck. So I, like, quickly exited the game because I was like, maybe I can just, like, undo this. And then when I re-entered, <laughs> the merchants just sitting there chilling. So like, <laughs> these, guilt about an NPC. <laughs> it's
2: so funny. I'll know. never he forget gonna... Daniel. I-, I need to get more into Elden Ring. Honestly, you guys are selling me. But uh, I'll never it's forget great. watching uh watching you play that one time, Daniel, and you know like <laughs> that guy that like big guy with like the robes, <laughs> like comes in. He's oh, like yeah. you know dancing with all these robes, mm-hmm. just like fighting people in a castle, and then you know his arm gets cut off. And then he's like, "Huh?"
0: <laughs> he like oh, takes got this like
2: bloody arm and just shoves it into a headless dragon head. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> or like a, just a dragon head. <laughs>
0: like it starts it like brings it back. to brings, life. <laughs> yeah, he summons it
2: back to life and then uses it as like a dragon head fire breathing weapon. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, that, "This is that's badass. how
0: I knew this was <laughs> the greatest video game ever made." When that moment happens, <laughs> this is this is the best game. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, what about you, Daniel? Did you? Give your check-in.
1: I took a long flight to Mexico on Friday, and I ended up watching... They had Showtime on the flight, so I watched all six episodes of Z-Way because before that, (laughs) I'd only seen what was on YouTube. Yeah, Um, clips. And it's... Z-Way's great. And, like, uh, I I, I always fast-forward through the musical bits. Sorry. (laughs) But, like, uh, (laughs) I'm just, like, you know... Like, we had this discussion about how I feel about musicals. It's, like, I cannot if it's not like I have to vibe with the music for me to enjoy this so like I don't I, like I didn't like I've only seen one musical comedy bit from Z-Way and then after that I was like I don't know if I'm gonna like these so I've only I've always fast forwarded through them but yeah, um yeah. but yeah they're like her her show's great I think I wouldn't recommend anyone watch six episodes in a row because I think you know joking about race for that long uh it kind of gets a little <laughs> exhausting um you know you need oh, yeah. the break uh that comes with weekly episodes but um i i just pulled up her imdb page the the show's imdb page not not hers um and i was looking at the imdb rating it has a 5.9 and it only has 511 votes which means five with only 511 votes it's not a very popular show um and then i clicked in to take a look at the ratings and 167 of those ra- ratings are one star, which means people have been review bombing Z Way. Um, yeah. So there are people who really aren't happy that this woman is talking about racism in the United States.
0: Same with Turning um, Red.
1: People are review bombing that too. So that, is, wow. that pisses me off. Uh, yeah,
0: they're like, this is a Pixar movie about periods, so we're gonna just review bomb it. But yeah.
1: But it also makes me kinda of happy to know that like the right people are upset about this. <laughs> like this yeah. this uh, show has upset people who, who uh, suck. <laughs> and like <laughs> and that's good. <laughs> so so yeah, great show. Love Z Way. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And that's yeah, that's really about all I've all I've watched lately outside of that and the movies we've uh
0: we reviewed here today. So uh, I'll I'll check it out. You've, you've been busy. Yeah. So, I think that might be it for Episode 77. Thank you for joining us, Eric. Mm -hmm.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Yes.
0: So, next week, we're going to be talking about the final two nominees for Best Picture, Belfast and Coda. Yeah. So, tune in for that. But, yeah, this has been Episode 77 of Vague Zone. If you would like to contact us, you can email us vaguezonepod at gmail.com. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or movie suggestions... Please, please let us know. I'll, I'll literally watch anything. I don't care. Like I, <laughs> I, I have no standards. Just Give me the link and I'll watch it. Um, but yeah, once again, thank you, Eric, for joining us. You can tweet at us at VagueZone on Twitter. It's been episode 77. I'm Thomas. And I am Daniel. And I'm Eric. We'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>